Hey everyone, Scott Bunn here. Uh, episode 18 of Putting You in Your Place today. Uh, we're going to get into uh, a little behind the scenes of uh, one of our, our top listings. We're going to talk about the Blacksburg economy and how COVID is impacting the economy. We're going to talk about some real estate related topics, some business related topics. Today, uh, we have eclipsed 150 subscribers to our channel. And for everybody that has subscribed, thank you so much. If you're watching this and you haven't subscribed, we would really appreciate that. Um, so here's episode 18, and here we go. What's up, man? What's up? You doing all right? I'm doing good. I'm a little exhausted. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting good. a little tired, too. <laughs> We've been working so hard, you know, out here. Um, today, I'm really excited about what we've got planned, especially, you know, when it comes to like the, giving them the behind the scenes of like how I've went about, you know, conducting my business and growing my business and everything involved. So let me just let me just remind them who I am again. All right. So for you guys that don't know who I am. I'm a, I'm a real estate agent here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I serve the greater New River Valley. Uh, you, we've been growing our business for, like, like really growing our business for like the last six, five, six years. Uh, we're on pace to do about 90 transactions this year. You know, I'm proud of the fact that I'm a, real, a, a REMAX Hall of Famer. Um, I've got five people here in the office, one virtual assistant, like what we're putting out in the community, what we're doing to affect the community in a positive way. Um, I'm proud of that. So, um, so now what we're going to do is we're going to kind of give you a little insight of how I was able to do that. You know, how I was able to, to bring business my way by not just sitting back and hoping, but by actually being proactive with prospecting and strategies and aggressive negotiations for people to understand who I am, what I offer, and for them to make a decision yes or no. Okay, so so I'm gonna to try to take you through that the best that I can. And we're gonna use Sawmill Hill Road in Willis as an example. So this, this right here is one of my prized listings of all time, okay? To get a listing of this nature, uh, you know, $1,450,000 listing, um, right there is a notch on my belt. But it really only means something to us if we can actually close the deal. So I've, I, you know, in the real estate thing, you've got, you've got to sell yourself and then you've got to execute on your strategy to sell the product. So, so um, you know, Pete here, we, we were able to develop a relationship with him over time, you know, I had to visit the property. I had to meet. I had to meet the guy that was helping him, like keep the place maintained. I had to go through a lot of things pre-listing here to develop the relationship, you know. And then I had to get him to agree to a price and a commission. And then we had to go create this media that you see right here. So this is this has been the core of my business for the last six years. Um, so, so this would be an expired listing that we converted, right? And that's a very challenging thing because they don't know who I am when I call them. 
And, uh, and then we have to develop this relationship over time to get an agreement to be able to have these opportunities. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's been a big part of how I've grown my business, just so y'all have some history of who I am. And then what that's been able to lead to is, is good past clients that are, are giving me referrals. So that's, that's, a big, that's a big like inside look of how I've grown this business to be what it is. Did, did that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Okay. Yep. So on this particular listing, let's just go through, like, you know, this section right here is mainly for the homeowner. This is what we've done for Pete. Pete Hilton is the owner of this property, and uh, he's trusted us to take on this thing and actually get, get it sold for him. So let's show Pete, you know, all the media that we've created for him, all the advertising that we've done. You know, if we have something on Facebook, or actually, really, go to Chime, bring Chime up, and let's let's look up Sawmill Hill Road as a tag and see how many leads we've actually brought in for Pete. All right, hold on. So this on. is going to be a little bit, you know, like I'm I'm putting things on them they really weren't prepared for here today. So just give us some time um, to to pull this stuff up. All right, search Sawmill. Right, just like that? No, uh, go to the people. Okay. Yeah, and then there should be, um, let's see, you should be able to filter, yeah, with the address. So just type in the address right there. I can't see it. Can you start with the, can you start with the house number? Oh, wait, I can just do that. Okay, yeah, that brought it up. I didn't bring any results up. Do we have it filtered a certain way? Cancel the other filters. Like just reset them. Just reset them. Because that said today. There we go. Okay. So how many? So that's all of our leads. Now go back and put the address in again. Oh, I see. Yep. Yeah, I can't really see this part of the screen because. Right. Well, either way, that's not working out as good as I would have hoped. But we brought in like, you know, at least 100 hundred opportunities from the Facebook advertising that we've done. So we just, we're just not as dialed in as we would have liked to be here to show, show this. But, um, you know, go to, the fa go to one of our Facebook ads and see what the analytics say about the impressions we got. I can just pull this up right here. Doop -doop. These were screenshots from our... Facebook back door. Right. Does that say like uh, the results on like how many people clicked on the links and things like that? Mm, no, not here. Hold on. I'll pull it up on Facebook. So we're doing a lot of uh, we're doing a lot of advertising through Facebook's platform. That's been that's been really effective for us as far as funneling people into our database here. Um, we just needed to, we probably needed some more prep on actually getting this, getting this stuff up. If we're just, we're just doing this on the fly too. There we go. All right. So this is the Scott Bum division page. You can see. Okay, perfect. So you should be able to see the, the this results. Is just, this is just for this one. Yeah. So, so for one ad, we had, you know, we reached, you know, over 7,500 people. 
We had 2,200 engagements on that. And, um, you know, so that's pretty effective. Uh, you know, this is one of the, the, the most expensive listings in the New River Valley, too. So, you know, there's, there's going to be, you know, see, 1.5 million, you know, they were complaining about the price. Um, but we're looking for more of a national audience here. You know, we're looking, we're looking for somebody in the business of farming of a product that's high in demand, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. We've, we've done some research on, you know, hemp farm, marijuana, you know, when marijuana becomes legal. Um, you know, we've made some cold calls to companies like that. We've, we've, uh, we haven't gotten really any traction on that, right? Mm -mm. No, it's we, really hard to get in contact with some of those bigger companies. Yeah. But. So, so any help, any, uh, we got some really good advice from one of our past clients that does grow, you know, did we get any engagement off of the Virginia farm thing? Mm -mm. Did, what kind of post was put up there? Can you show me that? I don't think we put anything up on that one yet. Okay. I mean, we've been so busy with other stuff. Too. Sure. Sure. Well, let's try to give that some priority. Um, you know, as far as like maybe put out another Facebook ad like this and just have this on a constant rotation and don't let it ever come off. Um, because we just need that cons consistently out there. And if there's any, you know, with the video that we created, if there is any like YouTube pre-roll opportunity, can you start looking into things like that? Advertising? I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, so we need to do a little bit more on the advertising side, in my opinion, on this thing. So, you know, even though we've done a lot and we've gotten, a, we've gotten some good results, I just think, uh, and let's talk about that company that we we found that's going to help us with a certain percentage split. Tell, tell me about them again. So we're asking them some more questions because they're they're not being super straightforward with us. Yeah. We can't figure out if they're a broker or not. Yeah. So me and Christy were talking about that yesterday because we were working on a um uh is it the um, what's that form called? It's the um, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's where we refer them. It's a referral form. That's what it was. So we weren't sure if we could do that because um, we're not sure if they're a broker or not. So apparently there's a legality thing there. So we're asking them some more questions. Gotcha. So we're going to see what. I would think that they are. Yeah. I think they are. But, but um, So we, we're trying to get creative. I mean, this, is, this has been one of the most challenging opportunities of my career as well. I mean, it just comes with the price tag. When you, when you have a, a listing of this magnitude, you've really got to get creative and you really got to get in there and find the needle in the haystack. Um, so that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do. So, um, Pete, I hope, I hope you see this. I hope this is something that you appreciate, like, you know, what we're trying to do here. Also, anybody in the community that has any, any reach or influence with anybody growing crops that's high in demand, um, you know, emerging market type stuff, like 1.45 million is insignificant when your company's worth 50 million, when your company's worth a hundred million dollars and you can pick up 170 acres of property in this location. This is a very central location. It'd be easy to get your product distributed. You know, we're right here in the heart of the mid Atlantic. So like really, I feel like this is a good location to, to grow and and uh, and be able to deliver product to where you want it to go. So, anyway, um, I just thought that was a good idea. 
to, to, to show some marketing strategy and, and kind of give you guys, you know, get you more familiar with who I am and what I actually do day to day. So this was a little bit of inside look uh, of that. Um, so there you go. Cool. cool. Um, so I found this article from the Wall Street Journal the other day, and it had a lot of pretty good information about um, the, our local economy because there's a lot of college towns that um, are kind of in rural areas like, like us and a majority of their economy comes from like students and jobs coming from the outside yeah so they picked blacksburg virginia as just like a baseline and they were giving us some stats out and i think it's pretty true because i've seen a lot of uh, businesses closing downtown and stuff like that so they are saying that uh, virginia tech brings in about like 1.2 billion dollars every year so which is like absolutely insane that's like half of the town's economy according to them um and it also because of Virginia Tech, us being in a rural area, uh, we didn't have too many coronavirus cases, and now it's like jumped up significantly because of all of the students coming back. Do we have a count on what the Montgomery County COVID cases, how many COVID cases we have? Uh, not currently. I didn't find it, but they were saying that we had eight before students came back. This was back in like March, or no, not March. Yeah, it was in March. And then it was like, because everyone's coming back from spring break, and then it jumped to 64. So, like in a day, which is absolutely insane. Um, but they were saying that uh, they're... So, that, so the, people that, the people that came into town already had it, they just brought it to town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we probably would have had significantly less cases if it wasn't for Virginia Tech. Sure. But, I mean, there's nothing that we could do about it. Yeah. That was all up to them. Yeah. Um, but... So the Wall Street Journal interviewed the general manager of the courtyard by Marriott in Blacksburg, and he said that their hotels are losing like over half of their business, over half of their business since the virus began. Wow! So uh, they lost everything from graduation weekend. That was like where it started, because there were no graduations, so no one was coming into town to see their kids graduate. Uh, and then the conference games. They were supposed to do a game on September 12th against Penn State, which was like probably one of the bigger games, and they got nothing from that because they canceled the game. So, I wonder if the universe. I mean, I wonder if the universities worked out because there's compensation for playing each other. But obviously, there would have been a huge influx of. I mean, I'm wondering how like the Hokie House is doing. I'm wondering how Todd's is doing. I'm wondering how like, uh, you know, the lyric. How's the lyric doing? How, I mean, probably not well. Yeah. Last time I was over there, I didn't see anyone like around it at all. Yeah. I mean, people were like kind of walking around because they've they're doing classes how does, still. How does uh, how does a place like that even survive right now? If they've got any debt load whatsoever, how does a place like the lyric? How can they survive? Huge, uh, huge cash reserves, and then if anyone is like interested, like investor wise they would go to them and ask for money. Well, so I'm wondering where I wonder where you start when you get into the cat catastrophe that is what they're dealing with. Do you go to the bank and ask the bank for forgiveness or for some grace? Do you, like I'm interested. Like we need to figure this out. Um, when you get to that point as a business and you have you have no money left, you know, what are your options? Go to the bank and say, "Hey bank, can you give me 4 months?" with no payments, hey, uh, you know, investor guy, do you want 25% of my business to save my business? I don't think that's a good investment. As an investor, like, you're coming to me for some partial ownership of a business that isn't 
able to survive? Like that's a that's a you know, yeah, that's a I tough mean, situation. To me it would depend. Like so let's say that I was an investor that had millions of dollars to invest in a company. I would like to see what happened before COVID. Because whatever happened before COVID, especially with movie theaters, like whenever everything opens back up, those are gonna be super popular because everyone's like missing going to the movies. Maybe. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like with restaurants, because that's what everyone was saying. They're like, oh, once this all goes away and everything opens back up, every all these things that we missed are going to get hit hard because yeah. everyone's going to be like, oh, I haven't been able to do this in forever. And then they're just going to go back. So, I mean, for me, it would depend. The Lyric, I don't have a personal connection with it, so yeah. I wouldn't. But, I mean, if someone like grew up in Blacksburg and has millions of dollars and well, an I mean, investor. Well, I mean, I grew up around here. The Lyric has always just been kind of like an iconic thing through Blacksburg. Yeah. But I never really, I visited the Lyric maybe twice. Mm. You know, so like, I, I like the idea of the lyric. I like the idea, the nostalgia, and like, you know, that's just Blacksburg type thing. I would hate for it to go away type mm -hmm. thing. I just like, you know, some of the staple, uh, you know, nightlife spots. I would hate to see, you know, I I'm at the age now where I'm not I'm not going to top of the stairs or hokey house or anything like that. But right. I would be disappointed to know that they went away. You know, kind of like I was disappointed, like Big Al's went away, mm -hmm. you know. So those like those like staple things in Blacksburg, you know, and they can't they can't survive an eight month thing like that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, that just goes to show you how how um, anybody's life can be affected within a snap. Yeah, you know? it's all about how they adapt and overcome this. Sure. So, like, any restaurant that was like, oh, we're going to get on Grubhub or Uber Eats or something like that, they're surviving. They're yeah. doing, they're, they're not probably doing as well as they used to be. But, I mean, hey, I think about it this way. If you weren't doing Uber Eats before and now you're doing Uber Eats, when you open back up, now you're doing Uber Eats and you're also doing dine-in. Yeah. So, you've just increased your revenue. Yeah, you're That's putting more product out the door. Yep. The more product you put out the door, it would have to equal profit. Even though your 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 commission that you're paying to the to the middleman chops off some of your profit, you're delivering more product, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, hundred so. percent. Um, but back to that Penn State game. So apparently, football by itself brings in seventy million dollars and two hundred eighty nine physical jobs to Blacksburg, and that's all been kind. Of, well, they're doing I think partial or like limited capacity games now, but that's still not a lot of money. Yeah. that they're bringing in. So that's, and I did the math, that's 5% of what Virginia Tech brings in, like, for the local black You know, so, so now you don't see fans in the stands, but mm -hmm. you see advertisements in the bleachers. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, at, at Lane Stadium. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, at Lane all, Stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all lined up with advert, you know, like, brand, brands. Mm -hmm. So they've sold big brand deals to get revenue from where they were, you know, so when right. the TV camera rolls by, you see that. You see that. So I'm wondering what the offset was, you know, like if they sold enough ads to make up for the ticket sales. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Because uh, most, Pro most of their income comes from the TV deals. Yeah. Anyway, it's almost a loss. I, I don't know for a fact, but I know a lot of a lot of people that that bring in big gates. They are not a profit. They're not a profit of, of uh, a big magnitudes anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm wondering to maintain and staff and, and do everything that would take the clean and, and you know, just take care of Lane Stadium, do the ticket sales even make them a profit? I'm, you know, profit, yeah. I would say the, the, what makes them the profit is the Hokie Club donations. 
you know, on top of the ticket sales. Yeah, I think uh, a majority of their sales probably come from like concession stands, usually, and then um, yeah, like items that they sell at the game. Sure. I'm sure that there's probably a small profit to the tickets, but probably not enough to to change anything. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the whole thing going on with Blacksburg. The, Hundred or one point two billion being lost. Wow. I mean, this was like over. They bring in one point two uh, billion a year, so they've been closed. They closed at the end of the spring last semester, and then this semester has been kind of limited. So I'm not sure what the number is going to be, but it's going to be less. Right. But I'm not sure what the number is going to be. Uh, but Torque Robotics, though, uh, gave uh, the Wall Street Journal a piece. They plan. They actually do plan on expanding their business. And if you don't know what Torque Robotics is, they do a bunch of self-driving stuff yeah. uh, with Blacksburg, or with Virginia Tech, I mean. And they plan on bringing in 350 people, like to expand their business. Do we have uh, Do we have anything from their website? I mean, do we have anything to bring up about them? I mean, I can pull up their website. Yeah, let's but, pull that up. Yeah, because that's a really interesting thing. You know, these are the types of things that will drive people to Blacksburg, literally. <laughs> I mean. You know, no pun intended there. Like, people will come to Blacksburg and stay because of companies like this. So I just wanted to bring, I just wanted to bring further attention to this company. These are the types of companies coming and developing and staying in Blacksburg with deep roots. So, so we're, we're very hopeful that this is a company that becomes a large cap company that creates tons of jobs and is an innovator within the field. You know, that would be that would be 100% amazing uh if if uh if that happened. Oh yeah, no, they're they're like right up there with um like Tesla. Yeah. Their self-driving technology. I mean, any So this would this would maybe in conjunction with Tesla, right? Uh, or no. They're kind of their, their they're kind of their own thing. Okay. I mean, there could be some deal that I don't know about that they're collaborating with like this is how our AI works, this is how yours works. Gotcha. But there could be something like that. But they're kind of their own thing. Uh, but anytime you ever read anything about the self-driving with Tesla, they always bring up Torque Robotics and a handful of other companies. Gotcha. So this is actually a really big deal. So this is like the flip side of us like losing revenue. Like they're planning on expanding their business, so it should bring in higher-paying jobs back sure. to Blacksburg. Sure. So the so you know what we're talking about being decimated is the service industry, mm -hmm. and and the nightlife that that people come in and spend money to enjoy their time while in Blacksburg. This type of company is actually more of a foundational, like this is a solid, like this is something that is maybe pandemic proof, you know, as far as jobs go, you know, it's not so, you know, they can, they can make adjustments and people aren't going to cluster together so much maybe here. It's more solid of a foundation of employment than the, than the service industry, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, for sure. So, like, this is, I mean, and I'm sure they'll probably stay here closer to Blacksburg because there's a bunch of engineers coming out of Virginia Tech that do work with uh, in the automotive industry. Yeah. So they'll probably just stay here so that way they can pick up people coming out of college. I mean, me mechanical engineering is, a, is a, they're top 10 in mechanical engineering in the nation, right? Yeah, something, something like, like that, that, yeah. So, but... Actually, I found an interesting stat. People are saying that about 2,000 Blacksburg area houses and apartments in the area are just for Virginia Tech uh, fans and alumni. I believe it. So does that sound does that sound right to yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton of volume that gets sold every year for people that are just looking for Blacksburg getaways for sporting events. Yeah. 
I can contribute, probably, you know, in 2019, I can probably com uh, contribute at least four or five deals to just that. Yeah. So I Not mean, so many this year, but definitely it was happening last year. Um, but, but see, here's the thing, is there's no condos available in Blacksburg for that right now. Mm -hmm. That's that, Those are very scarce. A lot of them, a lot of those condos are being sold in-house where they don't even hit the market. So we can't uh -huh. even really track. You know, unless I'm dominating that area, I don't really know those stats because they're not even showing up in MLS. Hmm, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting because it's like we always look at all the restaurants and everything that are getting hit hard. But, like, there are so many other industries that are also being hit hard. So, like, I just thought I found that stat and I was like, oh, well, this is probably affecting us significantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is definitely a sad thing, uh, you know, what the economic impact is currently because of no football or no, no, no mass, like, gatherings because of this. I'm, I'm interested to see where that shows up within the budgets of the, of the town when sales tax comes in and how short they're going to be and what the federal government's going to do to make up for all that. That's going to be highly interesting. When yeah, I mean, I just thought of two things right now. So there's high tax on uh, hotels in the area. So that's where part of their income comes from. And then no one's tailgating. So they're not going to the grocery stores buying a bunch of right. groceries just for tailgating. And look, the, the movie theaters, both movie theaters are shut down. Like sales tax revenue is going to be way down, way, way lower than projected, you know. Right. Um, for Blacksburg, I, I, I mean, Christiansburg is just littered with uh, grocery stores and fast food restaurants and and sit down eateries that are, are allowing uh, customers. I think it's getting a little bit back to normal in Christiansburg versus Blacksburg. Yeah, know? I'd say so. Yeah. I went to Red Robins the other day yeah. and it, it wasn't packed, obviously, but it was doing better right. than it had been. Yeah. Uh, I found a cool life hack, sort of, kind of, Yeah. Uh, with the Airbnbs. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm so interested. So I never thought that. about using Airbnb like this, but apparently people are going into neighborhoods that they want to move into or cities that they want to move into, and they'll rent out an Airbnb for, like, two weeks to see if they like the area. I didn't even think about doing that, but that's a, yeah, 100%. You could totally do that. Talk about economical. I mean, that's probably far more economical than getting a hotel room for that time. And then you got you kind of get a feel for the neighborhood, and you, you get to you get to get out and venture venture out to mm -hmm. places and and see see you know what the overall area is like. Yeah. You know, even if it was like I'm spending two weeks in Pulaski and then two weeks in Blacksburg, you're going to get a big contrast, and you're not going to have to spend a lot of money to do that. So I think it's a great idea. Instead of taking on a four or five or a year lease, not really knowing, mm -hmm. you can kind of jump and like really know where you want to be, that would actually help speed up the purchasing decision that people want to make, and it wouldn't eliminate you from the market for a year. Yeah, because they know? can just go to you and be like, hey, we stayed in this area, and they'll just like circle it and be like, I want to find a house here. Yeah. And then you can just, whenever something comes up. For, boom, for anybody yours. in transit to the area, that works out perfect. Anybody here locally, obviously you know the area. Yeah, you but for people out of town, that's a great strategy because in almost every area of the New River Valley, you're going to be able to find some some place that would allow you to do that. I know we were debating uh, yesterday if 
if Airbnb in Blacksburg is even legal. Did we find out anything yeah. about uh, that? Well, because so originally, probably like a year ago, I wanted to look into what an Airbnb business would look like. And uh, so I was doing the research and I just went back and found that old document. So this was from, if it'll load, the Wi-Fi is being a little slow. This is from the town of Blacksburg and this is like their homestay thing. Uh, let's see. So homestay is a rental residency property of your home. And it says, as of January 1st, 2017, this type of uh, rental activity is allowed in the town of Blacksburg, subject to standards uh, adopted by the town council. Uh, so basically they were saying it has to be your house. It has to be your primary residence. And there are a bunch of other requirements for like, um, I don't remember what the law number is, but there's a law number that you have to go and read. So I found another article from a local realtor. I don't know if you, you might know him. Let me pull his article up because he went and read the actual law and broke it down a little bit better. Rare moment on uh, our show. We're going to actually talk about and, and go look at another realtor's work. Hold on. Uh, Sky, cut the feed to the thing. Do you know this guy? Yeah. yeah. You like him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, pull yeah. it back up. <laughs> so Philip Bowling was the one that wrote this article. It's from Coldwell Banker. Uh, so Good work, Phil. Let's see. So, five things you need to know about short-term rentals in Blacksburg. You may only rent your primary residence. You can rent for a total of 90 nights, and there's a type A and type B rentals. We can get into what those are in a little bit. Uh, Airbnb handles the town tax. The town tax, I think I was So, reading. the sales tax will be included in the yeah. Airbnb fee. So, yeah, because that was what they were working on back in 2017 because yeah. Blacksburg was having a huge issue with uh, Airbnbs becoming too popular. Yeah. And they were losing money out on their... Uh, on their tax. So it's, I think it was, from what I read, 7%. So there's 7% fee added on top of whatever the price of the actual Airbnb is. So that's what they get. Uh, and then you have to apply with the town and register uh, with the county. This is a huge like process you have to go through to do that. And then uh, you have to keep 14 nights in mind. This isn't a requirement. It's more of a suggestion. Uh, the 14 nights has to do with, um, you don't have to pay taxes on like if it's like 14 nights or something for a short-term rental. That's what, oh, so that's if, what it says. if it's over 14 nights? In a, in a calendar year. Gotcha. So if it's over 14 nights in a calendar year for that specific property, then you have to, uh, you have to pay taxes on it. Um, so the conclusion is like you can do it, but it's like super, super complicated and it has to be your primary residence, which is kind of what turned me off from the so idea. So what you were hoping to do is gather up a bunch of owners that were, that were, Virginia, you know, they came in the bottom of Virginia Tech condo, mm -hmm. right? And you were going to collect, you were going to collect those many clients, and you were going to do Airbnbs on all of those, and you were going to be the manager of it. Yeah, I was going to start like my own LLC and start like a property management business through Airbnb, and then I was going to do it all this way. But the town of Blacksburg kind of prevents you from doing that. So, I mean, the only thing that you could really do is you could go and find people that are going to rent out the house for less than ninety nights out of the year. And then you could provide them services to like, hey, we'll handle the bookings, we'll handle the cleanings, we'll handle. I mean, yeah, but so like, even still, it's not. Here's the, here's here's a big portion of what this show needs to be. It, it needs to be talking truth to power, and this right here is ridiculous. This these restrictions here that that won't allow people to do what you're talking about and earn a living doing that because there's such a big need. Town council needs to hear. 
and they need they they need to know that people out here think that that's ridiculous, and and as an advocate for real estate, that does nothing but diminish what could be for people that have empty units that could be making money that could be providing service that could be doing good for the people that have a demand for this thing. So that's you know. We keep talking about what the future of this is going to be and, and what we hope for on this show. These are examples. These are clear examples of what we need this to be mm-hmm. because, because we need to take this topic and we need to bring perspective to it to the community and the community needs to react to this to make changes to ridiculous things like this and have Blacksburg Town Council reevaluate this or get people that are more advocates of these types of entrepreneurial situations on the council. Okay. So that's my view. That's a, that's a big opinion. That's a big opinion. But this right here, the town council of Blacksburg made these rules and, and these rules are so restrictive on growth and opportunity for people. They need to reevaluate that or we need new people. Well, so the so I've done a lot of research on this. The rebuttal to this is that whenever you do these uh, Airbnb rentals in a neighborhood, you never know who you're going to get. So if you're in, let's say, a $500,000 neighborhood, uh, the house's average price is 500000 and then you have some college kid who's like, oh, I'm going to get an Airbnb for a night, and we're just going to throw a party. And then they throw a party, and then it annoys all the neighbors, and it happens over and over and over again. Like, you can do screening to prevent that from happening, but, I mean, it's still, I mean, someone could look, clean as a whistle and then they could come in and just trash the place sure. so you never know that's, so that's, the, that, that's the rebuttal that's to a it. risk of airbnb and the hotel industry in general no i know so 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 that's a when, that's, when it's a hotel though it's limited to commercial areas they're not usually you don't usually see a neighbor or a hotel in a neighborhood right in like a private neighborhood but now you're introducing hotel life into a private neighborhood so i mean it's pretty risky. respect respect on that but i'm never i'm never a proponent of guarding against what so small percentage chance might happen. Let's look at what actually does happen. And I can tell you this, that there's other areas in the country that don't have these restrictions, and I would be interested to know what's happening there. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, there was a website uh, called, I think it was called AirDNA, and you can go in, if you pay for their membership, they go down and break in or break down every single area in the whole United States. And I'll tell you, they're like, these are the restrictions for Airbnb here. This is what the town law says here. Because they have local people there that want to do it. And you can get around this and people kind of just roll the dice and do it anyways and just wait to see what happens. Yeah. But like for me personally, I wanted to start it into its own business and I don't want to roll the dice on something that I want to turn into. Well, yeah, like, when, when you're trying to get scale and, and attention and you start being successful, mm-hmm. see, that's the thing is when you start being successful with something that is against the rules, then they're obviously going to come and enforce them. Now you could be a you could be a one off here or there and not really doing it at a high level. But once you start doing something at a high level, you're going to get scrutiny. And, and this is something I know from the business that I've created is when you start doing this at a high level, everybody starts looking at you and picking you apart. Yeah. So, so like if you got any scale and you were successful, people would pick you apart. And then they would just trash your business. Yeah, you know well, they would just destroy it. That's why. I, that's why I did like heavy research on it before I yeah. like even attempted to start it. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure that it was feasible, and I'm like working within the laws because 
I've always been under the impression that it's like just because you have an idea doesn't always mean it's a good idea because no one else is doing it. Because the reason other people might not be doing it is because it probably isn't legal. But if it's not, then you found your golden egg. But yeah. for the most part, that's that's what I would always do. Uh, blah, blah. That's how I always structure like what I want to do. Sure. But our next door neighbor. Hey, just Richmond, because Virginia, there's a law against it doesn't always mean it's the right thing either. So. Well, I mean, yeah, and then you go and like fight for it. Yeah. And, you know, try to get it repealed. Yeah. Um, but Richmond VA, kind of a neighbor to us, they like they were on the list for the people relocating and using Airbnb to test out neighborhoods. So I mean, I saw that and I was like, oh, idea, can I can just move to Richmond? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in the future, not right now. But. I mean, look, the the fact is, is that if it can be done elsewhere, it can be done anywhere. So if it if it's done, if it's been done before somewhere else then it can be done here, mm -hmm. you know? So I just, um, I'm going to always believe that, you know? If I didn't believe that, then I, di I wouldn't think that I could get to the same sales volume as somebody that's working in New York City, you know? And even though I'm not in a highly dense area like that, if I did the right things over time, I could get there. You know, and that's what we're hoping to do. So like, again, I just think that these types of topics, when you see that type of restriction, on the opportunities that are clearly there, that demand is clearly there, and you're going to police something that is a total what if. Oh, what if you come into Blacksburg Country Club on an Airbnb and they just totally wreck the place and they cause all kinds of chaos within that community? Well, that's just not likely going to happen, you know? But if it happens, it happens and you deal with it and you deal with it. Right. I mean, that's how I was, because like I would go and look for like another place where you could do this and, you know, you deal with it when it happens. Yeah. But I mean, there are certain things you can and put it's in almost, place. And it's almost inevitably to happen. Someone is going to leave your property, no matter what it is. At some point, if you do it long enough, they're going to leave it in a, in, a, in a state that you don't appreciate. It's oh, yeah, just no, going to happen. It's going to happen. So, but that's what I found. I thought it was a pretty cool life hack if you can go to a place. I mean, and I looked in Blacksburg, too. People are doing Airbnbs here. I don't know if they're following the guidelines that uh, are set in place, but people are doing Airbnbs uh, here. You know, this just, like, this, you know, I keep I keep trying to eliminate myself from, like, politics mm -hmm. and, like, being involved. And, like, I don't, like, I'm on the board right now. I never in a million years thought that I would do that, you know, but I was talked into it. And I was encouraged, and and when I got in there, I seen like, oh well, I can really, I can really affect change, you know, I can really like, you know, I can, it's slow, but I can affect it. I can affect it. My perspective, yeah, I got logical perspective on things, and and I move the bar, you know, I move the bar. So I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be on Blacksburg Town Council. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. You know, I would rather have somebody else. I'd rather have somebody else do it, and then I could like influence them and like give them my perspective and have them think the same way that I do and me just do what I want to do. But I almost like see myself at like 55 years old. Yeah. Getting well, involved. I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact that it's not allowed in Blacksburg. I'm going to be honest. When I saw this, I was like really disappointed. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I'm not really surprised that it's this way because they restrict Blacksburg just in general restricts so many. But just think, just think of somebody that, that, 
would be great at that, that would want to do that, even yourself. Like you, you're, you were, you were excited about it up to the point where you knew you couldn't execute it. Then you got discouraged, and then you decided not to do it. No, I'm still, I still want to do it. Yeah. It's just I'm sad that I can't do it here. Sure. Because I saw how great of an opportunity it was. Yeah. People come here all the time for football games and sports and graduations and things like that. So I saw the opportunity and I was like, oh, this is a surefire thing. But, no doubt. you know, then there's restrictions. But like what I was saying is like Blacksburg uh, restricts so much business from coming here. Like they won't, I think they won't let Walmarts here. No, they won't uh, let any, they won't let they anything won't let food, with the drive through They won't let food trucks in. Wait, nothing with a drive through Yeah. What about Starbucks? Doesn't Starbucks have a drive through Yes, there's Taco Bell. Taco Bell, okay. McDonald's. Well, I'm I mean, saying, th no, those were those were maybe grandfathered in. They've been here for so long. They've got something that, like Cookout. Cookout couldn't have taken that place unless they served coffee because it had a drive through But Star Starbucks was just put in not that long ago over by Zoe's Kitchen. And uh, it has a drive through Yeah. How long? Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. I think that Starbucks has been there for a long time. Next to Zoe's Kitchen? Zoe's Kitchen. That's like right across from University Mall? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, Zoe's Kitchen's over by like Paragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So they put it, oh, they put it, yeah. I, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'm not, I'm not correct on that, but I just thought there was some they sort could, of. I mean, they it's could a have coffee shop though. Yeah. Oh, so it, okay. had, it, had to, it had something to do with specific businesses. Okay, okay. Like, like Sonic. They mm -hmm. so they didn't allow Sonic. Yeah. They didn't allow they didn't allow Cookout unless about, Cookout served what about, coffee. Uh, Panda Express over by the CVS Pharmacy um, over on UCB. They have a drive-through. Do they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to look back at that. Maybe you just have to get a special permission from the town to. Maybe do that. maybe it's a case by case thing. Maybe it was maybe it was because that was that shopping center. Mm -hmm. It was included in that shopping center or something. I don't know, Maybe. but but I know that they've got heavy restrictions on yeah, stuff. and like food trucks can't be here either because like I live just outside of town limits, and I think it was uh, the chicken bus, really good chicken, but they could only go to like Cox's driving range and couldn't go past that. Huh. So everyone in Blacksburg that wanted to go to the chicken bus, they would go to Cox's driving See, range. See, that's weird because there was I think they have some food trucks that go on campus. They might be allowed. Those they are, might those have. Those are owned by the Virginia Tech. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, so yeah. maybe that's the maybe that's the lobby. Is Virginia Tech food trucks are okay, but nobody else can kind of get you know shoulder in on their competition. Yeah, Virginia Tech might have some sort of thing with Blacksburg where they're like, hey, we have these businesses. Don't let these businesses. Yeah, Because I feel like uh, Chick Fil A would probably be one. Oh yeah. Because there's a Chick Fil A on campus, but there's no Chick Fil A anywhere else other than Christiansburg. Yeah. And there really needs to be two of them. Yeah. 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 Everyone loves Chick-fil-A because there are kids I know that go to Virginia Tech that uh, come from places that don't have a Chick-fil-A and they either have to go sp spend way too much on Chick-fil-A at Virginia Tech that doesn't have a great menu because their menu is very like narrow. So they limit the menu? Yeah. There's, huh. You can't get all the stuff that you can get at a normal Chick-fil-A huh. at Virginia Tech. So, and I know because my sister works there and I was like, hey, can you bring me, um, I don't remember what I asked. I think it was some sort of chicken sandwich, like spicy chicken sandwich. And she's like, oh, we don't have the Man, deluxe version. Man, if they don't have the spicy chicken sandwich, is it even a Chick-fil-A? They had the spicy, <laughs> no, they had the spicy chicken sandwich. It was the deluxe version uh, that has like the lettuce, the tomatoes and, and the cheese. cheese and stuff like yeah, that on yeah. it. I think that was what it was. They might have it now, but gotcha. it, that wasn't there. But yeah, we've, <laughs> we went way off topic, but that's how Blacksburg is, I mean, Blacksburg is like, and they're losing money from Virginia Tech. They're not allowing certain businesses. I mean, 
Yeah. It just seems like a mess. Yeah, it, somebody needs between it. these two articles that we just or these two topics that we just talked about, it seems like Blacksburg's in a mess. Yeah, and their restrictive nature is is not helping. Mm -mm. You know, the restrictive nature on on innovation and growth and opportunity and entrepreneurial like like I said, innovation, mm -hmm. you know, having opportunities to grow and do things and, and bring in revenue. Uh, now they're just solely reliant on their tax base. They're solely reliant on property taxes and they're just not going to, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make maybe, it. Maybe because of this whole thing that's been going on with COVID, maybe they'll finally wake up and they're like, Oh, we need more business. You know, you know, Walmart, you know there's Walmart sales tax. That would have, that would have put us over the top. <laughs> yeah, we would have done really well if a Walmart was here. Yeah, but I mean, I, but that's the other thing I don't understand. Why is Food Lion allowed here, but Walmart is not? Food Lion and Kroger. Well, Kroger to me has always been sort of like a higher upscaled version of Walmart, just ever so slightly. It's no like Wegmans, if anyone knows what that is. Right. But um, it's it's nothing like that. But it's that's the only thing that I could think of, of like why it's allowed here. But I could the Food Lion thing and then the Walmart. I just couldn't figure out why. One was allowed, one was I think Food Line's been around for a really long time here. You think it was grandfather did? Yeah, I think I think it probably was. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know, because they don't do any renovations. I just think them. it's time that, that uh, you know, Blacksburg understands that if you're not growing, you're dying. And if you're not willing to open things up in that way, then you're, you're, you're doing a disservice to your tax base that clearly has a demand. You know, Blacksburg people... From what I from what I've gathered, Blacksburg people do not want to leave Blacksburg. They need they need more options and more more available opportunities to stay in Blacksburg. So they're not forced going out of the out of the areas that they want to be. When I move to Blacksburg, the 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 thing that I'm moving to Blacksburg for is so I can walk to everything that I want to be a part of. So I don't have to get into my automobile and and go to a different location to get the things that I need. So and this just brings me back to like, I want to be influential to the people that are making these decisions, or I'm going to have to be the person helping make the decisions. I don't want to be the person making these decisions. I would rather just influence these people that, that want to take the reins and do what's right for the public here in this community. So. Yeah. All right. We've been going for like 45 minutes. And we gotta we gotta go pick up a table, at like the. You wanna cut it short? Three. We can cut it short. We can we can go we can do one more topic before we have to cut it. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the moon thing? I think that's that cool. One, that one's pretty. That one's pretty hilarious. Yeah. I actually really like the moon. So I got an article the other day from Morning Brew, as uh, a mail subscription that I subscribe to. It's actually linked in the bio if anyone wants to go and yeah. subscribe to it. Uh, help me get a free sticker. <laughs> um, but anyways, so they sent out a thing. They were like, the moon is getting 4G. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Uh, why are they getting 4G? And I was like, and why are some places having terrible cell service and the moon is getting 4G? Uh, so they found like 1,500 square uh, miles of water. It's frozen on the moon. And they were like, wow, there's way more water on the moon than we thought. It's a lot more feasible for a person to live there now. So they want to put people on the moon permanently uh, by the year 2028, where they can just live there. <laughs> That's what they said, 2028. That's hilarious. But they have, it's called the Artemis. I'll go sell the moon. I, I go, I'll, I'll leave Earth to go sell the moon. I don't, I don't know. I'll wait, I'll wait for Mars. I'll wait for Mars. Yeah. I like Mars better. Right. I'll wait for that one. But anyways, it's called the Artemis program, uh, and they're working with 
uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX, Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin, and Nokia, which is a weird one because I feel like Nokia has been kind of not doing much for a while, uh, but they're going to help them put 4G on the moon. Well, Nokia, they've been making, they've gotten out of the phone business, but yeah. they, they kept in the component business. Right. So their component business was what was profitable anyway. Um, but their business tanked like significantly. Definitely. They were just they were just building infrastructure instead of building infrastructure and phones. Sure. So it tanked significantly. So this is going to like help uh, be a tipping point for investments focused on lunar exploration. Yeah. Is how I worded it. Yeah. Uh, all the contracts are worth about three hundred and seventy million dollars. And uh, I mean, the, that's, is the U.S. the only one on this right now? Or as far whole... as far as I'm aware, NASA is yeah. the only one that said that they're working on this program to do that, which is great because because um, there's going to be a war over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how that'll work. I'm sure if I had to take a guess, I think it would work similar to how the oceans work, where it's international waters. So I would assume that that's how it would work because that's oh. how space generally well, works. Well, there was a because a while back I think it was Newt Gingrich said like. Oh, like you know, we're gonna have like, uh, like make the moon American and put a colony on there. But mm. there was an agreement signed back in the '80s between all the countries that was like nobody can own the moon. Like, we oh yeah, so the, oh, there'll be clear, there'll be clear. Uh, you know, it'll be the next gold rush. You know, as soon as we can get a commercial, you know, consumer passenger flights to the moon, there'll be wars over the moon. I hope not. I, I mean, hope not too. But <laughs> but in, if history repeats itself, if if history is a good indication of anything land grabs cause war so yeah i've i feel like it should be something sort of like an embassy kind of deal where they that's how they treat it it's like okay nasa put their thing here russia whatever their space program is called i don't remember what's called, right but they can put their base here and that's sort of how it works that's how i would hope it would work but like space is that's how space generally works is like with satellites and everything it's international waters anyone can put whatever they want up there yeah but so that's what I found. I as long, as, long as I'm able to sell with the moon, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going to sell a house on the moon? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but so 4G is what they're starting with, and then they'll work their way up to 5G. So the reason being is they're going to have to transfer large amounts of data back and forth consistently from Earth to the moon, and that's pretty tough to do, I would say. Right. So having a 4G infrastructure there would allow them to do that easier. It's still not going to be as fast as 5G, but... It should be better. Just think of all the referral fees I could get from people on Earth sending their clients to the moon. <laughs> that would be, yeah, be a pretty huge commission. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, the reason they were so excited about finding water on the moon is because of the price to send a gallon of water up to the moon. I looked it up. It's $25,000 per gallon of water. Right. Because uh, water weighs like, I think it's like eight, it's around eight pounds. So to send a pound up to space is about twenty, or is about ten thousand dollars, and then it's eight, eight, or one pound is like ten thousand, and then eight pounds equates to like twenty-five thousand. So that's the reason it was such a big deal, and that's they've been dropping hints all week that they were like, we're gonna do something with the moon, we're putting four G on the moon, and now they're. That's pretty cool. Everything. I mean, you know, we were we were sitting here joking yesterday about you know we don't even have good cell phone service here in the in Montgomery County. And they're going to put 4G on the moon? Like, let's solve Earth first. Yeah, yeah, know? no, I, I, 100%, yeah, I agree, I agree. Oh, I didn't even think about this, so I'm going to kind of nerd out for a second. The reason 5G isn't that popular is because it uses a different wavelength and it can't transfer that well through, like, a wall. Yeah. 
if 5G gets put on the moon, there's not really too much blocking the moon from Earth other than it just rotating. So if they put 5G towers at a certain point, it'd probably be easier to build a 5G infrastructure on the moon than it would be here. Because there's no obstructions. Not really. Just craters. Just, yeah, just a bunch of craters. So you just put it on the highest points of the moon. It'd be... I, wonder dude, if, I wonder if the signal is strong enough, though, to go that far. Dude, uh, now's the time to buy Caterpillar because Caterpillar is definitely going to get the moon contract. Moving, moving, moon dirt. Oh, wait, oh, okay. That's what you're saying. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, caterpillar. I was like, yeah, why caterpillar? Yeah. So when, so okay. when they start moving, whatever that is, they want to call the moon. Yeah. Do they call it? Do they call it dirt? I don't know. Whatever moon, they're going to move, dust, moon rocks. whatever they're going to move, move, caterpillar will win the contract. They usually take whatever the Earth <laughs> name is, and then they put moon in front of it, right. and then that's what it is. Gotcha. Uh, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It definitely will help us get closer to Mars than we would imagine possible before. So, because the whole problem with getting to Mars was like launching the rocket. How long does it take to get to the moon? To the moon? Uh, I know it takes a year to get to Mars. Few, like a few weeks, I think. A few weeks. I, I don't, I think you have to like go up and then depending on where the moon is, you have to like orbit and then like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a rocket scientist, right. but I think it's some, it's like a couple <laughs> weeks or like a week or something right. like that. Okay. Because it took the, those guys that just went up to the ISS space station with SpaceX six i want to say like six days five or six days or something like that huh. so i would say about a few few weeks a couple weeks cool. to get to the moon uh but yeah right on that's what i had i thought it was pretty cool so we're gonna we're gonna cut it there um what we're what we're in the middle of just so you guys know is we're actually in the middle of creating a new studio we got an opportunity to to expand our space here we're going to convert this back into just like my work area this has been a you know a, a hybrid area for us, uh, for the last you know eight, ten episodes, um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of give you a glimpse of that on our social media. So if you're following us on Instagram and TikTok and and Facebook, you know if you're if you're checking our stories out, you'll start to see some content rolling through on the new studio, and then you know a couple episodes we're still working out some kinks. Uh, we're gonna be actually uh, live streaming this um, on Facebook at the same time as we're streaming this here on YouTube. So you'll be able to catch us in both spots here soon. So I hope that, I hope that really does what we think it's going to do. I think it is. Um, but, but really, YouTube is our, uh, you know, our foundation. We want to drive everybody to YouTube. And um, so we appreciate you guys being here and sticking it out here with us. Um, if, you had a, if you had any questions, uh, did we get any questions at all, Sky? So. Okay. Well, one day we will get to that point. Um, we appreciate any time that you spent on the video uh, watching, you know, us talk about the things that we wanted to talk about. And um, I guess until next time, we appreciate it. See you guys. Later. <laughs>